You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. The Life Tree Community Church Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Life Tree Community Church. We're so thankful that you're joining us this morning. We're just really glad to have you here. Uh, my name is Pastor Carrie, and I'll be bringing the message this morning. The title of my message is actually Control Freak. Recently, I've just heard so many people talking about how they feel like the world is out of control. So many things are out of our control right now. We don't know whether our children are going back to school, sort of back to school, kind of part-time back to school. We don't know uh, when we're going to get to go into a grocery store without a mask on again. So many things feel out of our control. But I recently saw a post on Instagram that reminded me that there are lots of things that we are in control of. And so this morning, I just want to bring some encouragement that when the world feels like it's spinning, when it feels like there's so many things that we can't control, that we don't know how these things are going to end up, that there are some things that we can control. And I'd like to read to you this morning out of Philippians chapter 4, it's verses 4 through 9. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And verse 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that when everything else feels out of control, we know that you are in control. And I also thank you, Lord, that when things feel out of control, there are some things that we can control, things we can do to be proactive about our lives and our environment. And so, Lord, this morning I simply ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing unto you, O Lord. And, Lord, please help us remember that there are some things that we are in control of. Amen. The first thing we can control this morning is our attitude. I can control my attitude. I saw a quote at the very beginning of the pandemic, and it said something like this. It was a sentence, and it said, stuck at home. But the word stuck was crossed out, and instead it said safe at home. And that kind of resonated with me about I needed to make sure that my attitude during this time that was so unsure and so unheard of for all of us, that my attitude was right, that yes, I could look at it that I'm stuck, that I've been told I have to stay home, told I can't go to the grocery store without a mask on, told my children can't go to school. Or I can look at it from the perspective of that I have a safe place to be. I had the means to buy toilet paper when it was in stock. I have a place to be where my children are safe, my family is safe. We have enough food. I had a choice to make about my attitude. And I think one of the things we can control when the world feels out of control, like it sort of does right now, is our own attitude. Are you stuck or are you safe? I realized that I could look at this time in my life, a time that none of us have ever lived through before, And I could either be thankful or I could be frustrated. I could be full of gratitude or I could be a big old grump. And I wanted to make it something that my children noticed, 
that our attitudes in our house were going to be that we were safe. That we had a place to be where everything was going to be okay. And we not only had a choice to make about our own attitudes, but we could be reminded that we're not just in this on our own. We serve the God of the whole universe. And we know he's in control. He's our father. We're his sons and daughters. And what that means is that we have authority. We have power. We're not victims of circumstance. But we have power to control some things. And what we can't control, we can know he's in control of those things. One of the things we can control is our own attitude. Really, I could be mad that someone's taken my rights away to do things the way I like to do them. Or I could be thankful that I have so many rights in the first place. That I have what I need, a place to be, a church family that loves me. I have a job still. My family, thankfully, has stayed healthy during this time. I'm in control of my attitude. When I was a little girl in church, they taught us this thing in children's church. And it was called an attitude check. And it was something that the teachers used to get the attention of the children when we would start being loud and rowdy in between teaching things. And the teacher would call it attitude check. And the children knew that our response was supposed to be, praise the Lord. And when our kids were little, we did that to them. We would say, attitude check. When they were being grumpy, they would say, praise the Lord. But I wonder if we need to make sure that we have an attitude check in place for ourselves. That we are in control of our attitude. And we can check ourselves. And we can say, attitude check, self. Praise the Lord. I've got thankfulness. I've got gratitude. And my heart is full of those things. I can praise the Lord in any circumstances I'm in. I wonder if we should ask ourselves sometimes, how do I plan on controlling my attitude when things aren't going my way? Because I'm in control of my attitude. Number two, the things I can control, I can control my thoughts. In the mental health profession, there's this thing that's going around, and maybe you've seen it on social media or read it somewhere, but there's a thing called grounding that you can do. If someone starts to go into a panic attack or feel themselves rising up with anxiety, there's this tool that you can use to ground yourself. And in that tool, you're supposed to find five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two you can smell, and one you can taste. And what that does is it stops your brain from spiraling, through the panicky feeling or through the anxiety, through the anxiousness that's starting to rise up inside of you. And it causes you to take your thoughts captive. Doesn't that sound like the word of God? We're, we're told in the Bible that we can take our thoughts captive. That we can pull them from the swirling place that sometimes our brain likes to take us to. Where we feel like there's just thoughts worrying around our head all the time. And we can't control them and we can't stop them. And before we know it, we're in a place of depression or despondency or frustration or maybe even fear, but we can control our thoughts. As Christians, we really need to have a plan on how we're going to ground ourselves when our thoughts start to swirl all around us. Maybe we can use something like this 54321 method, but maybe we need to know that there's a verse that we quote when our thoughts start to get negative, frustrated, fearful, um, grumpy and grouchy even, I know that when I went through a time in my life where I was dealing with some big anxieties, we didn't know, <clears throat> pardon me, where we were going to live, where if we were moving, we didn't know where our kids were going to go to school or where we were going to have jobs. And I went through a time of real anxious thoughts. And I took a verse and I personalized it. And I, for months, spent time each day basically chanting, meditating on that verse to myself over and over again. It became like a mantra for me. I took the verse that says, um, 
God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind, but I personalized it. And I would say, I do not have a spirit of fear. My spirit is powerful and loving, and my mind is sound. And I found myself in times where my thoughts were swirling and spinning, and my thoughts were trying to take control of me, rather than me having control of them. And I would stop, and I would say, I do not have a spirit of fear. My spirit is powerful and loving, and my mind is sound. Maybe there's a verse that you can take hold of and say that when I start spiraling in my thoughts, when things start swirling, when I want to get negative, when I want to get frustrated, when I want to get disappointed or down, I'm going to take this verse and I'm going to take my thoughts captive because I'm in control of my thoughts. They're not in control of me. I wonder if you might develop a plan like I had to do. When your thoughts want to spiral out of control, that you can remind yourself that I'm in control of my thoughts. They're not in control of me. Number three thing that I can control this morning, I can control my own perspective. The definition of perspective is simply a particular way of viewing something, a point of view. It's as simple, really, (coughs) excuse me, as the old example that we've heard so many times of, is your cup half empty or is your cup cup half full? Perspective is that simple. (laughs) In the beginning of this pandemic, as I'm kind of a goofball, I had this thought, I'm going to get to tell my grandkids one day that I lived through COVID-19. I love history. I love marking historical things. I remember my mom as a little girl telling me about where she was the day JFK was shot. She was 18 years old. She was a senior in high school. I believe she was in English class. And she told the story that it came over the loudspeaker in her high school that the president had been shot. The president had been shot. And she related it that no one ever dismissed the class that day. They all just simply got up and went home. No teacher said class dismissed. Nobody said or we're having early dismissal. No text message went out, of course, that the kids were coming home early. The kids in her high school just got up and left. She said she'd never forget that moment. And I feel like that about this. I remember feeling that way about 9-11. I just wanted to to catalog in my thoughts what that was like so that one day we could explain to our children what that day felt like, what that time period felt like. I think we're in a time like this, church. I think that we're in a time that we're going to one day tell our grandkids what it was like to go to the grocery store and there's no toilet paper on the shelves, to have to wear masks and sometimes gloves, that the kids got to not go to school for the last two and a half months of the school year. Our perspective is really important. We have a decision to make. Are we going to tell our kids how horrible this time was? How frustrating it was? It has been those things in moments. But it's also living through history. And God is doing something. We as a church in this year have believed that God is doing something new. And we can't see it right now. We don't fully understand what it is. In fact, it feels like, sometimes it feels like if this is something new, maybe I don't want something new. But as believers, we are convinced that we serve a God who is in control. And that we are his sons and daughters and that we are going to come out of this knowing that God has done something beautiful. We know that the Bible says that he takes the bad things and turns them into good. He takes what the enemy meant for evil and he makes it good. So what is our perspective today about life? Are we deciding if our story is going to be one of triumph? If our story today is going to be one of victory? Because we know the end of the story. We know that we win in the end. Today might not feel like it, but my perspective is important. 
And I want my story, I want the catalog in my head to be one of, yes, those times were hard, but God was good. And there were important lessons we learned through that time. I wonder if we could ask ourselves today, what is my personal perspective on my life in this moment? Do I need to adjust it at all? Is today a day where I'm feeling frustrated and I need to go back and say, yes, it's tough, but God is good. No, I don't understand, but I know the one who knows everything. I don't have control of everything, but I do have control of my attitude and my thoughts and my perspective. Number four, the fourth thing I can control is my spare time. We've been given a lot of it in some some of this time that we've been in. We have more spare time than we used to because there's some things that we just can't do that we used to do. What are we giving the space in our head to? What are we giving our thoughts and our extra time that we have that maybe we used to fill up with watching certain TV shows that they're not even making right now? I know in our family, June, the beginning of summer, is marked by the NBA Finals. Around my birthday, we are always watching. Some years we've gotten to watch our favorite team in the NBA Finals, but no matter who's playing in our family, if it's June, we're watching NBA playoffs. Well, that didn't happen this year. Instead, they're playing now in a bubble, and it sort of doesn't even look real. I I have this funny conspiracy theory that maybe those players aren't even really there. Maybe it's just a video game. I don't know. It looks a little strange to me. I have to admit it. Or Sunday afternoon naps in the summertime to me sound like the, the low drone of a baseball game on in the background. Well, we don't have that right now. Maybe we have it some way, but it doesn't have that sound of the crowd like it used to. Our time is not being marked the same. The space and time that we have is different. Now, how are we using our spare time? Are we using it to be frustrated? Are we using it to sit around and watch way too much news? hear way too many things that are sad and depressing? Are we just scrolling through Instagram and social media and looking for answers there? Or are we using it for something good? (laughs) We did the funniest thing in the world, and we've talked about it a lot as a family, but we've used this extra time to buy a dog. Never thought we'd have one. I grew up with dogs. Andre didn't grow up with dogs. We don't really have any clue what we're doing in training this puppy, but he has become where all of our extra time is spent. There are six of us in our house, and it takes all six of us to care for him. He is getting bigger. He's probably tripled in size since we got him. He doubled in size in a month. He went from 11 pounds to about 20 and a half pounds between two checkups at the vet, and he takes everything we've got. But our kids wanted a dog forever. And we looked at each other and said, man, we've never been locked up at home for months at a time before. This might be our chance. Let's go for it. So we made this great decision that we didn't know was great at the time. And sometimes when he's a little crazy, we wonder if we made a right decision or not. But we bought a puppy with our extra time. But I wonder if we're giving our extra time, our spare time, to something important. Are you looking in on a friend? Are you calling somebody who might be lonely? Are we doing anything for each other, for someone other than ourselves with our spare time? Or are we just sitting around and wallowing in how we feel and what we can't do and what we don't have? Frustrated maybe that other people are not doing things the way we think they should. My coworker recently was looking at her phone and had 77 text messages because she's on a board at her child's school and the people on that team were fighting with each other about whether their kids should be in school or not in school. And it got ugly over text message. 
Because sometimes we use our spare time for ridiculous things. Those thoughts and those ideas are important. But to fight with each other over it, I think there's a better way we can use our spare time. So I wonder if we could ask ourselves today, I'm in control of my spare time, how am I using it? Am I doing something important with it? Am I making the most of my current situation? Number five, and I just have two more, is I can control my energy. I can control what I'm involved in, what I'm giving my time and energy to, what I'm a part of, and I can decide whether I'm in loneliness and isolation or if I'm energizing myself to go out and be a part of life. What am I working towards? Do I have any goals? Am I making sure in my life that I have energy moving towards something that I'm excited about, something I'm looking forward to. It could be as simple as checking in on a neighbor, calling a friend, reaching out when there's a need. But it's important to make sure that we're not just wasting our energy, sitting alone, doing nothing, but that we're finding a place to give ourselves to. You know, how we use our energy could be as simple as, am I making sure that on Sunday mornings, whether we're at LifeTree on the lawn, whether we're LifeTree online, whether it's our branches group, whatever it is, that I'm using my energy to be a part of something bigger than myself. Because it's really easy when you're told to stay home, to sit in your chair and be all alone, and then get mad at somebody else that you're alone. I wonder today if we could take the energy that we're in control of and say, I'm going to use that energy to bless somebody else. I'm going to use that energy to make sure that I'm a part of this church, this body of believers, that I'm invested and involved anytime I can be within the limitations that you feel are like are important to you, whether it's online or in person when we get to be in person. But how are we using our energy? Are we wasting it in frustration, wasting it in things like being angry at somebody else? Or are we doing things like reading a great book that you've never had time to read before? Or even watching a movie that would be fun? But how are we using our energy? Are we controlling it? And are we using it in positive places? And last and most important, I'm in control of my relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm in control of my Bible reading. I'm in control of my worship. I'm in control of my prayer life. No one else can worship Jesus for you. No one else can get in his word for you. No one else can pray the way you can pray for yourself. Our relationship with Jesus is what calibrates us. It's what renews us. It's what guards us and protects us. It revives us. It strengthens us. As followers of Jesus, time spent with him is really our lifeline. It's the very thing that gives us what we need to be able to be who we're supposed to be the rest of the day. I would encourage you, church, today, if in this pandemic time, if in this time of being stuck at home, safe at home, in this time of your kids not being in school, maybe not getting to go on the vacation you wanted to go on this summer, if you've let your time with Jesus maybe fall by the wayside or become less consistent because life feels inconsistent right now, I get that. I get it that life's normal rhythms are not there. No basketball for us. No baseball. My daughter Lucy is looking to the, the winter sports season and thinking she's probably not going to get to have a basketball season. I understand that it feels like things are not in a normal rhythm, but can I encourage you today that you're in control of your relationship with Jesus. If you feel a little bit disconnected from him today, I would encourage you, take five minutes, crack your Bible open, start in the New Testament, 
Start with a proverb a day. Whatever it might be, but ground yourself in God's word so that you have that lifeline, that strengthening, that encouraging that comes only from him. Take a few minutes. Tell him what you're thinking. In the moment when you want to go off on a stranger on Facebook about how ridiculous their thoughts might be, or you want to argue with a coworker, take it to Jesus. Tell him how you feel about it. Ask him what he thinks about it. Spend a few minutes listening to your favorite worship song. There's worship everywhere. YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you can think you can pull up a worship song. Pick one. Listen to it every day. You're in control of your relationship with Jesus. Nobody can have that that space with him for you. So can I encourage you today to spend time with him? Because like any other relationship, your relationship with Jesus needs cultivation. It needs time. It needs back and forth. It needs you to listen to him and him to listen to you. I wonder where we run to when we're frustrated, when we're disappointed. When we're not sure and the world feels out of control, where do we run? Do we run to the news, to social media, to our politics, to our education? Or do we run to Jesus because we're in control of our relationship with him? And he's the one that really matters. Our time spent with him means more than anything else. Just wanted to encourage you today, church. The world might feel out of control, but there's two things that really matter. One is that we know the one who's really in control. The God of the whole universe is our Father. We are his sons and daughters. He's given us authority in prayer. He's given us power. We are not victims of a pandemic. We are powerful and strength-filled children of God. We can run to him anytime we need him. And we are in control of our attitude. We're in control of our thoughts. We're in control of our perspective, our spare time our energy, and we're in control of our relationship with Jesus. Be encouraged today. You have some things you're in control of. When the world's spinning, we serve the God of the whole universe, and we are in control of a few things. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful that you love us, that your love for us is greater than we could really ever imagine. And I just pray today that this simple six things that we're in control of that we would be encouraged by your word, that we can fix our eyes on you, and that we can think about things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely, and that we can spend time with you, give our thoughts to you, put our perspective in a right place, that we can spend energy helping others, that we can spend our spare time getting closer to you or learning new things, but that we don't have to feel like the outside world determines what's going on inside of us because there are some things we're in control of. And we serve the God who's in control. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for all these things. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today, church. Pray that you have a blessed week. and can't wait to see you soon. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, or if you'd like to connect with us online, just visit wearelifetree.com.